do you want to be apart from being an athlete? Our hope and prayer here on More Than an Athlete is to provide short, helpful, and biblical content that will equip you in becoming more like Christ and making Him known in your athletic spheres. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up, athletes, you guys? I'm pumped today because we have a special guest, and it's really neat when I think about it of how we were connected, and it really just reminds me that God is a great planner of how he is able to orchestrate things like this, but we got connected through a mutual friend, and one of the first things I heard about him was him starting up a Bible study on his football team, and just how God started to grow the teammates hearts for him and it's just been really fun to see that faithfulness but today we get to hear from Anthony Egbo he is from Richmond Texas and is a cornerback at Abilene Christian University and he was a student athlete of the year at ACU as well and so I'm just pumped today especially after hearing about what he's doing on his football team and the heart he has for athletes to know Christ more what's up what's up Anthony all right so I think just starting out, we'd love to hear about your story, and today we're going to be talking about identity, but yeah, even if that just connects well to just talking about your story and how you came to know the Lord. Yeah, first of all, I just wanted to applaud you and everything you're doing in your ministry. Definitely need more people like you in the world and just um, passionate for the kingdom like you are, so thank you for everything that you're doing for the kingdom. You're you're a rock star. Yeah, so um, like you said, I grew up in Richmond, Texas, which is um, on, on the outskirts of Houston, a suburb in Houston, in the Houston area. I've been playing sports basically since forever, um, mm-hmm. soccer, football, basketball, everything. I have four siblings, three older sisters, and an older brother, so I'm the baby. And we grew up in a Nigerian household, so my both of my parents um, are from Nigeria. My whole family's from Nigeria. And they came here, come to school. So we've been here ever since, and really, um, I was always hanging out with my older brother. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's twenty seven, um, and so I was just always hanging out with him, um, his friends. That's all we did. We just went outside and we played football, we played basketball, we played everything. And I just kind of, you know, adapted to how they played. They played rough. I played rough. Yeah. Uh, they were super competitive. So. I just kind of, you know, had a competitive edge. Um, and I think that from the beginning, sports was just a way for me to fit in. Everybody loves sports. Everybody loves. And so I just wanted to be around um, people like that. So mm-hmm. I started playing sports and just kept playing sports. Um, my dad was really supportive of it. Um, as long as, you know, I had my grades in check, he was he was fine with me doing whatever yeah. else I wanted to do. But um where where I kind of I'm skipping a lot, but where I kind of medical and evangelical um, missions, mm-hmm. um, she's been to more countries than I can count on my hands. Um, wow. So we grew up in the church. We grew up serving. We grew up church, and, and and our relationship with God was put at the forefront. But like like a lot of people that were raised in the church, you know that there's a difference between being raised in the church and then finding God for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think that um. It's actually sometimes more dangerous growing up in the church because you become so familiar with language and with behavior. Um, and 
conformity that sometimes you just lose yourself in the the religiosity of it mm-hmm. uh, and so that that basically was my upbringing I was I did everything right went to church two three times a week got good grades saw how my my brother and sisters got got whooped and decided I didn't want to get whooped like that so <laughs> I kind of just not just did what they didn't do yeah um uh and so Right around my junior year of high school, I was I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, what school I wanted to go to. Obviously, football was a huge part of my life at that point. Where I where so what high the high school I went to, um, it was the Houston area. Really, is just a sport area. Like mm-hmm. there's just athletes all around. Like it's just it's crazy the amount of talent that's there. So again, trying to going too far. Um, away from the fold just playing sports just focusing on sports and so I kind of put my everything into football I was playing basketball and football for a long time and my coach put me aside my junior year and was like listen you're not you're not going to college for basketball Um, you need to focus on football (laughs) you need to we're trying to make a state championship run um, your senior year so I was like I swallowed my pride a little bit and (laughs) told the basketball coach like look I'm gonna stay and football this offseason. So did that. Um, I went to the same high school that CD Lamb went to. So it's just like the, how do I say this? Everybody wanted to go play college football. Mm-hmm. Like that was just what, what you did. Like you play, everybody's playing football and you, everybody wants to make it to the collegiate level. Like it was right. just, that was just what you did. Like you were, you were, you're not it if you weren't, you know, having a chance to play college football. Right. So I'm like putting everything into this. Like I'm like, you know, football, 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 football. I kind of like had this, I don't want to call it an epiphany, but I kind of had this encounter with God. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like me trying to figure out what I wanted to do because I was about to enter my senior year, no offers, no no nothing like no attention whatsoever from any colleges whatever so I'm like okay I'm going into my last year don't know what I'm doing don't know what I want to do don't know where I want to go and so I kind of just have this encounter with God where I'm like okay God like I'm I'm I know that we've had this thing where we you know I do the right thing I go to church I you know, I stay in line and, and you, you basically, you know, stay out of my way a little bit and you make sure everything's running smoothly, but I, I want to, I want to make this real. And so I, I remember it was a summer day, um, my junior year going into my senior year of high school, I just was on my knees in my room and I kind of just let everything go. And I was like, I was like, God, you know that I love this game of football and you know that I want to play in college and you know that, um, like, you know what this means to me. Right. But I told God, I was like, nevertheless, if this is not what you want me to do, mm-hmm. I surrender it. And that was key for me because that was the first time that I I said out loud and even, like, like truly came to a conclusion that I could let football go. Yeah. Before then, I never could have fathomed letting football go. But that was like the first time where I was like, you know what? Like, if I need to, I'll let this game go. And 
<clears throat> so a lot of my a lot of um, my friends would ask me like, you know, you know, when they're asking for advice and direction and guidance, and they're they're saying like, well, how do I know like if God is leading me this way or that way, or how do I know if God answered me? And one of the first things I always tell anybody that asks me that question is, I tell them you have to be willing to do or go in the direction you don't want to go in. Yeah. So that's fine. It's fine that you have a, a desire and it's fine that you have a, you know, a want. Mm -hmm. But when you're asking God for direction, you have to be willing to go in the direction you don't want to go in. Yeah. And God knows those that are willing to do that. And so mm -hmm. God answers sincerely when you come with sincerity of, hey, this is what I want, God. But if it's not your will, let your will be done. Right. And so that's kind of the, the encounter that I had. And from there, um, uh, long story short, um, I got opportunity to play uh, Abilene Christian. And it was, it was really a miracle how that happened. But um, I really don't want to get into it because that's a long story. But yeah. it was really a miracle that, mm -hmm. that, that happened. But yeah, that's kind of just my, you know, journey beginning with football mm -hmm. and and how God kind of just like started off with me with that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. That's good. And I think that that story is really relatable. And I appreciate you sharing that because a lot of us athletes, like whether or not we grew up in the church, we grew up with a goal to play in college probably. And so I think even relating to identity crisis, and I, I love that we kind of talked about this before the podcast, but naming it that, because I think it's true. Like we grow up and we have this view of athletics and what it's going to fulfill. But if we don't ever get to that point of, Hey God, like here it is. If you want to take it away, if, if this isn't in your will for me, then I'm, I'm okay. And I'm content in your plans. And so I think that story is really relatable. So I appreciate you sharing that and kind of going off of that, thinking about identity crisis for our topic. Um, why just like, why did you want to talk about that today? Or what does that kind of mean to you? Yeah, I'm really passionate about it because mm -hmm. I see it. Well, number one, because I've lived, I've lived through it. Yeah. Um, and I and I know how much, how powerful it is, and how mm -hmm. much it can affect somebody. And then I've seen it, um, in a lot of people. And I, it's funny because when we talk about this, and we're we're you know, usually talking about athletes, but what the funny thing is is that identity crisis happens across all like mm. all people like true in all industries like it's so it's so subtle mm -hmm. but it's so powerful mm -hmm. and really like when I say that I'm speaking in more spiritual terms like on the outside like looking in on the outside you might not see that there's anything wrong mm -hmm. with somebody that has an identity crisis per se because they can be operating normally, they can be operating fine, and you won't, you won't even know anything's wrong. Spiritually speaking, though, it's dangerous because it can destroy you. Everything you do comes from your identity, whether right. you know it or not, whether you're conscious of it or, or not. And how you feel, um, what you think, your emotions, um, how you see people, how you perceive um, like interactions, life, like everything comes from you know your identity so that's why it's yeah. so important that you have a healthy view of it um, mm -hmm. yeah that's why it's important to me 
Yeah, that's good. I think I've even sent Corinthians 5, 17, like if anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation. The old is mm-hmm. gone. The new is here. Mm-hmm. And our identity is now in Christ. And so I think that's great because we can glorify Christ in that, but not let it be our complete identity. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we hear that our identity shouldn't be in our sports and, <laughs> you know, like make sure that you're not doing that. But what would you like, what do you think that even means? Like, how do we actually live that out? Yeah. Um, it's very cliche to hear that. Like your identity shouldn't mm-hmm. be in it. To me, what it means is simply put, your sport is what you do. It isn't who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, you can take sport and put anything in there. Your job yeah. is what you do. Is um, Your job is what you do. It isn't who you are. Um, whatever you want to put in there. But to me, um, when, when we talk about how our identity shouldn't be in our sport, I would say even before I say this, I would say that I got so entangled in, entangled in this. I got so entangled in my sport. And man, like I got so intertwined with, with football. Football determined my life. Like mm-hmm. as well as I did is as happy as I was. And for me, it got so bad that I, I, I had a point where I wanted to quit. I mean, there were multiple points I wanted to quit, but there was a point in time where I was so drained from, from carrying that, mm-hmm. that I wanted to quit. And I, I honestly just wanted to, I know this sounds, this sounds funny, but I just wanted to run away. Like, right. Like literally run away, but seriously though, like for real. Yeah. Um, and that's just because I couldn't hold it anymore. I couldn't hold the weight of, I couldn't, I wasn't stable. Mm-hmm. I wasn't stable enough to to hold on to the the ebb and flow of of the sport, and that's mm-hmm. that's with all of us. Like things change. Like your sport isn't is your sport doesn't care about you. Like your sport is is it's, things happen. You get hurt. Yeah. You, you miss a play. You um you sprain something. You strain something. You just don't feel good waking up that morning. And you don't have a good practice. Like. Yeah, there's just so many things that can happen. It's so unstable. It's so ever changing that you can't base yourself off of it because you're mm-hmm. you are going to constantly be ebb and flow, and you yeah. don't want that. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I, I just say that as athletes, we should learn how to separate our identity from our performances, regardless mm-hmm. if it it was great or bad. Um, your performance is something you did. It isn't who you are. Yeah, and I make the emphasis on whether it was good or great or bad because if it's really great it still doesn't mean that that's who you are yeah that's something you did which is Mm -hmm. good like all glory to god like you had a great performance great yeah and if it was really bad that doesn't mean that's who you are like Mm -hmm. still all glory to god like even even at your low points even at um you know at a struggling point at a hard hard rock place you know God is still good. That yeah. doesn't mean that I am whatever just because, you know, that happened. So mm. we just have to learn how to separate it. Um, yeah. Our performance is not who we are, whether we had the best night of our career or the worst night of our career. It's not who we who we are. So mm-hmm. that's good. I, I mean, it goes into why I started this, because like I said, we were talking about this, but a year ago, I just felt the roller coaster like you're talking about where it's really hard to be a student athlete following Christ and just that constant, who am I trying to please, you know, if it is a great performance or a bad performance. And so I think that is so relatable. And it reminds me of Romans at the end of Romans 
three and it says, or excuse me, Romans two. And it just says such a person's praise is not from other people, but from God. And that's at the end of verse 29, but just, man, it is so easy to get caught up in that and entangled in that. Like you're talking about, I'm sure a lot of athletes can relate to just that roller coaster. And so I think that's good to really separate it and think of how we can, you know, have our identity in Christ. Cause we're going to enjoy our sports a lot more. I, I even think of that in the, my season I'm in currently and wanting to enjoy it versus letting all my weight be on how I perform. So that's really good. You know, just thinking of the athletes listening to this, maybe someone that's starting out in their career when it comes to identity, or even as someone who is about to end their career, like me, like, what would you want to tell that person regarding identity in Christ? I think that the first thing I would say is that this is a, this is a process. This is not something that happens overnight. Right. It's not something that you just grasp and boom, you know, you've conquered it. I think that you have to, honestly, I think that everything starts and ends with your relationship with God. Um, Mm -hmm your true relationship with God, your personal relationship with God, finding out. And I know, and I, I really, like, I, I hate being cliche. Like I hate it so much. I hate like saying cliche things because <laughs> I, I love practicality. Like I yeah. love like, you know, boom, step one, step two, step three. But I think that it really starts with you finding out who you are in Christ from a biblical standpoint. Mm-hmm. And then taking that and ingraining that in your everyday life, Mm -hmm. translating that from the text to everyday life, like to, to what you really, you know, see yourself as, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but for example, for me, like reading through the scripture, like we see, you know, what God calls us and who we are, quote unquote, in Christ, like we see that God calls us his, his friends. God calls us his children. Um, he says that we're loved, we're forgiven. Um, we're his masterpiece, Ephesians 2.10. Um, we're citizens of heaven. We're more than conquerors. We're a new creation. And that's that's good. Like that's, that's biblical truth. Now, how do you take that truth and apply mm-hmm. it to your life? Because right. there's, there's, we have our perception of truth and then there's real truth so how do we get the the real truth to overlay our you know current perception of ourselves Mm -hmm. our quote-unquote truth Um, so you read these things and I think that's the first thing like you have to know first of all what what God calls you you know who you actually are and then you have to take that and translate it into who you really are like who you who you are on a daily basis and once you start once you get that, which I, like I said, it's a process. Mm-hmm. Once you start, you know, getting into that, like really believing you're his child, really believing you're more than a conqueror, really believing that he makes all things new, the old things have passed away, really believing that your citizenship is in heaven, not this world, like really believing that you're, you're a masterpiece, you're his workmanship, that God's created for you to do good works before um, you even came to be when you really start believing that, then how you think and how you see your world changes. Mm. And once that happens, how you behave changes. Um, The way you approach things change. Um, The way you approach your craft, the way you approach um, your sport, your job, your family, um, your friends, um, the conversations you have, 
everything changes because now nothing that happens um, um, has an effect on who you are. Right. That's already a done sealed deal, right? So now I can play a certain way um, with a certain freedom because I know that this has no bearing on who I actually am. Yeah. And so when people say, hey, you know, you sucked last night or hey, you know, like what's wrong with you? Whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, obviously we're human. You're going to feel it, but it has no true bearing on who you are so long long story short because you know I drag things out that's what I do it's just about having that relationship where you you find out who you are and then translating that truth into what you really believe and then let let the word do its work the word is is alive and the spirit is alive and it's Mm -hmm. constantly transforming and constantly renewing and once you allow the spirit to to work in you you're going to start seeing that the way you see things change and um once that starts happening the way you approach things the way you behave in situations it it just it just it's a beautiful process Mm. the funny thing is that like i guess that especially in football like you know a lot of the a lot of the guys that i play with the the view they have of like christians is like you know you know button up t-shirt you know hands together praying um at all times in the day, like, you know, soft, doesn't let everybody like run over them, you know, that type of, that type of look. And it's funny because like my teammates see, you know, um, they see, they might see me praying in the locker room or before practice or before a game. And like, they, uh, you know, we have Bible studies and, you know, they, they see that side of me, but then on the field, I'm just as fierce as they are. Like I'm just as, as, you know, I don't want to say crazy, but I'm just as a fierce competitor as them. And for me, that's like a, a tool of ministry for me because I want them to know that, look, those two don't have to be separated. Like, you don't have to be soft just because you're a Christian. Like, that has nothing to do with being soft. Like, and it's, it's so much better because football is, is an, in its nature is a violent game. Like, you just can't shy away from the violence. Like, it, it is, it's violent. Like, we're colliding. Um, constantly so it's like there's only and that's why like there's a stereotype of football players like you know they're these types of people but i i love to break that mold to let them know that hey like you don't have to be weird or soft you know if you're going to be a christian athlete like i promise you like you can love god you can live out your calling and you can be that guy on the field like it's, you can like truly and so that that's funny because like i'll see like some of the guys like look at me like whoa i didn't i wasn't expecting that but i'm like yeah like that's that's how it is like this notion that you know you have to be a certain way like it's an either or thing uh, i don't like that notion but yeah your performance is definitely separated from your identity but that doesn't mean that you work any less hard that you're 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 not any less fierce than you should be um i feel like it actually brings god more glory to show that hey like this is the life that I live and I, I work at this level and I, and I, I give my all when I'm competing. Um, and I still have my identity rooted in, in, in Christ. That's to me, that gives God more glory than anything else. Yeah. And I, I love that you use the word process too, because I think something I want to mark more than an athlete is just that it's real. You know, I played a match yesterday and I need to be reminded of these things myself. Like, 
it is such a process. I'm in my fifth year of it. And that's why I want this stuff out there to equip athletes, to be able to do this in a biblical way. And so I appreciate you just sharing that, but I think this more than ever is really helpful with our topic, talking about just identity crisis, but kind of a final question is what would you say, you know, you can be thinking of your freshman year or even currently, what would you say it means to you to be more than an athlete? Loaded question. To be more than an athlete is to be completely who you are. Mm -hmm. That just means everything that I am, that's, that's, what I bring to the table, that's what I show every day, not just uh, the part of me that's an athlete. I am an athlete, but that's a part, that's a part of what I do. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many other aspects to me. Um, I'm a friend, I'm a brother, I'm a lover. I am some, I'm a follower of Christ. Right. So many aspects of me, an athlete is just one of those aspects. So to be more than an athlete is to show you all those aspects. Um, constantly not just um, the part of me that's an athlete so that's why I'm, I'm trying to train myself when somebody mm -hmm. asks me you know who you who am I or whatever I don't want my first thing to to be yeah well I play football blah 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 mm -hmm. um, just trying to retrain my mind to to know that hey you know that's a part of me but that's not who I am so more mm -hmm. than an athlete is just being everything that you are um, you know so yeah. All that God has made you to be. That's really good. I even think, you know, sometimes whether it's like having our gear on or, you know, leaving the house with your backpack, with your logo, like we just always itch to let people know we're student athletes, which like you said in the last podcast, it is not a bad thing. Like it is an awesome opportunity and it is a great way to glorify God. But I love what you said about that because we really need to separate the two. And I, like I said, I need to hear all this myself. So Anthony, we just appreciate you being on here and just how real you are with your story and keep killing it at ACU and you. what you're doing there. So we appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me here. Hey, we want to thank you for listening. Did you know that you could help more than an athlete by rating, reviewing, and subscribing? Follow us on Instagram at more than an athlete. And the more that you do this, the more athletes can tune in and find the content. We hope you found this week's episode helpful and encouraging.